What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. Today, I'm going to be breaking down the money and business behind the U.S. Open Tennis Tournament. We're going to talk about the history of the tournament, its location in Queens, the increase in prize money that we've seen over the last few years, the TV rights, the tickets, and total event revenue, including the money that they make from their famous drink, the Honeydews. This is a super fascinating episode, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Let's get right into it. All right, so today we're going to be talking about the 143rd edition of the U.S. Open. It kicked off this past Monday at the USTA Billie Jean King National Tennis Center on the grounds in Flushing Meadows, Queens, New York. Now, the U.S. Open is the fourth and final Grand Slam of the 2023 tennis season. Novak Djokovic is back this year after some controversy during COVID and his inability to play in the tournament, and he's looking to extend his Grand Slam singles lead over the injured Rafael Nadal. For context on where these players are at today, Novak leads all time in the men's Grand Slam singles category at 23, Nadal is at 22, and Federer is at 20. So Novak is playing in this tournament, Nadal is obviously not. If Novak wins the tournament, he increases his lead in the career Grand Slam singles title category. But the business behind this historic event is even more fascinating than the play on the court. For example, this year's players will compete for $65 million in prize money. That's an 8% increase from 2022 and more than any of the other Grand Slam prize pools in 2023. Number one, we have the U.S. Open, again at $65 million. Number two is Wimbledon at $57 million. Number three is the French Open at $54 million. And number four is the Australian Open at $53 million. So the other three Grand Slams are somewhere between $53 to $57 million, And the U.S. Open is sort of an outlier at the top with $65 million in prize money this year. Now, this money comes from a bunch of different categories. It comes from 24 sponsorship partners that the U.S. Open has. It comes from $75 million annual broadcasting deal. And it comes from the events, $472 million in annual revenue, including $9 million from the sale of 400,000 plus famous honeydeuce cocktails. So I want to go through each of these categories and give you a little bit more detail on the business behind each of them. So let's start with some history about the location and the tournament in general, and then we'll get into the prize money. The U.S. Open, for those that don't know, started in 1881. It's one of the world's oldest tennis tournaments. It was originally a national men's singles and doubles tournament that was only open to members of the U.S. National Lawn Tennis Association, the USLTA. So again, in 1881, it started, and it was only open for men, the singles and doubles that were associated with the U.S. National Lawn Tennis Association, which is now the USDA. But women's singles were added in 1887, so six years later. And then women's doubles were added in 1889, so two years after that. And then mixed doubles were brought aboard in 1892. So within 11 years of the tournament starting, it now looked like every other tournament, right? There was women's singles added, women's doubles were added, and mixed doubles were added in addition to the men's singles and the men's doubles. Again, by 1892, that's the current format, and it's stuck until today. This event is now run by the United States Tennis Association, the USTA. The USTA, for those that don't know, is the national governing body for the sport of tennis in the United States. In simple terms, the USTA is a not-for-profit organization. They are designed to develop the growth of tennis all the way from the community level to the professional level. So all of tennis in the United States, not-for-profit organization, they are there to develop the game and promote the game. Individual members in the USDA today comes out to 680,000 people, 680,000 members in the USDA, a lot of people, 
Organization members is 7,000. And under the USTA's guidance, the US Open has gotten bigger and bigger every single year. Take the stadium, for instance. The first U.S. Open at the USTA National Tennis Center in 1978 brought more than 275,000 attendees, setting a new tournament record. That's 1978, 270,000 attendees. But after receiving a $600 million renovation in 2018, the new USTA Billie Jean King National Tennis Center is now one of the world's largest and nicest tennis facilities. It has 22 courts with 11 practice facilities within its 46 and a half acres, there are several stadiums with bowl seating and retractable roofs. And Arthur Ashe Stadium, which is the marquee tennis court number one, has a 6,500-ton steel roof and is the largest retractable roof and largest venue in tennis today. Now, another big part about this year's tournament is that we are celebrating 50 years of equal prize money. The U.S. Open increased this year's purse by 8%, with players at this year's event now competing for $65 million. Again, that's the largest of all four Grand Slams. If you go down in the singles category, the winner is going to receive $3 million. The runner-up is going to receive $1.5 million. A semifinalist walks away with $775,000. A quarterfinalist is at $455,000. If you make it to the round of 16, you're at $284,000. Round of 32, $191,000. Round of 64, $123,000. And the round of 128, $81,500. So all the way down to the bottom to the round of 128, $81,500 you're going to win. If you win the tournament, that goes all the way up to $3 million. But the real story behind the U.S. Open $65 million purse this year is that it's equal, regardless of gender. In 1973, for those that don't remember or simply don't know, defending U.S. Open champion Billie Jean King rallied her fellow women tennis players to threaten a boycott of that year's tournament unless women got the same pay as men. It was later announced that year to avoid the boycott that the U.S. Open would offer the same check, a $25,000 prize, to the men's and women's champion that year. Now, we're obviously very far removed from that situation. The prize at that point was $25,000. But this year, the men's and women's singles winner will walk away with $3 million, regardless of viewership, regardless of anything. And we'll get to that in a second of why that matters. And even though it took the other Grand Slams 34 years to follow suit, all four tennis grand slams now offer equal prize money. And trust me, the U.S. Open can afford it. The 2022 U.S. Open generated $472 million in revenue, a 112% increase from the $223 million the U.S. Open generated a decade prior. The U.S. Open works with 24 different sponsors. We're talking about iconic brands like Rolex, Cadillac, J.P. Morgan, American Express, Grey Goose, Emirates, Chase, Deloitte, IBM, Moderna, Ticketmaster, Evian, and more. And while we don't know how much each sponsor pays, 90% of the USTA's annual revenue comes from the US Open. So it's safe to assume that the vast majority of the organization's $106 million in 2022 sponsor revenue comes from the tournament. Sponsors are certainly a big item for the US Open, but TV rights are even bigger. ESPN has been the cable rights holder for the US Open since they acquired the rights from CBS in 2015. CBS had run this for 46 years, ESPN outbid them and took over the rights in 2015. The worldwide leader in sports, ESPN, is paying the USTA $825 million over 11 years. That's $75 million annually. And the top five largest audiences at the 2022 US Open were between 2.4 million and 4.8 million viewers. Now, when I mentioned earlier about equal pay and we would come back to it, this is where I want to talk about it. Because everyone thinks about equal pay as the men are bringing in much more revenue. And in some cases, that's true. 
But if you look at the women's tournament last year and the men's tournament, and you look at viewership overall, Serena Williams actually had the two most watched matches by far. And the men's and women's final weren't even in the top five of the tournament. The number one most viewed match of last year's tournament was Serena Williams' third round match where she got 4.8 million viewers. The second most viewed match of the tournament was Serena Williams' second round match where she got 3.6 million viewers. The third most viewed match last year was Francis Tiafo in the semifinal against Carlos Alcaraz, where he got 3.1 million viewers. And the fourth most watched match last year was the first round, where Serena Williams got 2.7 million viewers. So while we know that Serena's numbers were a bit of an outlier because she was retiring at the end of last year's tournament, the numbers speak for themselves. Her matches were the most viewed out of anyone else, and there's several other female tennis players, like Coco Golf or Ange Gibor, that also put up huge numbers, too. But the other two big revenue generators at the U.S. Open are tickets and concessions. In 2022, the U.S. Open set a tournament record with 776,120 attendees across the two-week main draw event. This translated to more than $150 million in ticket revenue, with luxury suites for the semifinals and finals commanding more than $100,000. And if you have ever been to the U.S. Open, or even if you just follow tennis, you probably know about the Honeydews. The Honey Deuce is one of the most famous cocktails in sports. It was born out of a 17-year partnership between the U.S. Open and sponsor Grey Goose, beginning in 2007, and it was inspired by the mint julep of the Kentucky Derby. The drink, for those who haven't ever had it, is a raspberry lemonade infused with Grey Goose vodka that is then garnished with three honeydew melon balls on top. It sells for $22 during the U.S. Open, and they sold 405,000 Honey Deuces last year, that equates to $8.9 million in Honeydew sales alone. So again, the Honeydew is one of the most famous cocktails in sports. It's a partnership with Grey Goose. The idea was to create an iconic drink like the mint julep at the Kentucky Derby. And they sell a lot of these things. It's $22 at the door. They sold 405000 last year, equating to $8.9 million in Honeydew sales alone. Absolutely incredible, the business that they built off of that. And it's not slowing down anytime soon. If anything, it's only becoming more popular. But last but not least, I want to talk through a few different conversation starters. These are really just bullet points, but it's really just things that you can talk to your family and friends about and seem smart about this year's tournament. So first off, I want to talk about the trophy. In addition to a $3 million payout, each winner of the U.S. Open will receive a trophy made by Tiffany and company. Tiffany has been making these trophies since 1987. They make a bunch of other trophies throughout sports, whether it's the NBA or other leagues like that. The singles trophies take four and a half months for Tiffany to make. And the doubles trophies take about five. Secondly, the USDA has this unique arrangement where they actually have to pay a percentage in rent for using the public Flushing Meadows Corona Park. That percentage of rent that they had to use for the tournament amounted to $5 million in 2022. The US Open has also been played on many different surfaces. Everyone sees the hardcore today and many people probably assume that's how it's always been. But it was actually grass from 1881 to 1974, so a long piece of history, nearly 100 years of grass. Then it was clay from 1975 to 1977, a few years there. And it's been hardcore, or what they call deco turf, since. So 1978 to today, hardcore. The U.S. Open also did something really unique from a technology standpoint a few years ago. They have this technology called Hawkeye Tech. What it does is it essentially uses cameras. There's 12 cameras situated around the stadium and they track whether the tennis ball is in or out in real time, right? So rather than just using it as a review, it can do it in real time. 
This enabled the U.S. Open to eliminate 250 different line judges over the last few years. Now, some of these judges were actually later brought in to record for the U.S. Open Hawkeye system, so you can still hear their voices to this day, but a lot of line judges were eliminated because this technology came around and their services are no longer needed. And it's important to note that this system is near 100% accuracy. Really, 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 really accurate. It's in real time, so there's no delay either. The other interesting thing is the ball boy. So they're going to use 350 different ball persons throughout the tournament. Each of these ball persons has to try out for their role. They work 25 to 45 different matches on average during the U.S. Open. The average age of one of these ball persons is 21 years old, and six of them work a single tournament. Most of these people are volunteers. They get paid through gear, autographs, meetups, that kind of stuff. And last but not least, I want to talk about Novak Djokovic's house that he's staying at during the U.S. Open. For those that don't know, many tennis players stay in Manhattan during the tournament. There's really not a great place to stay out there in Queens. So they stay in Manhattan and the tournament sponsor, whether it's Mercedes or Cadillac or whoever it is that year, usually gives them cars to take them to and from their hotel to the tournament. But Novak Djokovic and, you know, quite frankly, some of the other top players probably do this too. But Novak Djokovic has become famous for it because he's been doing it for a long period of time, maybe a decade at this point. But secondly, the house is super, super, super nice. So it's owned by Gordon Euling. Gordon Euling's dad runs a hedge fund, grew up really wealthy. He's a tennis coach. He's been friends with Novak Djokovic and his family for many years now. This is his house in northern New Jersey. It's only a few miles from the George Washington Bridge, but it's a 25-mile commute. So it probably takes like 50 minutes to an hour on a good day if you're going to drive. But it's a $40 million property, 40 acres, so quite big. And the interesting part is, I included a picture in the newsletter and I tweeted this out the other day, but the home has every type of court you could imagine, every surface. We got clay, we got grass, we got hard courts, indoor, outdoor, and there's super cool technology on the court. The New Yorker did a piece on Gordon a few years ago and his love for tennis and what he's trying to do from a technology standpoint. But the TLDR on this is that the indoor court has this camera and software system. It was built by the same engineers that did the tracking equipment for the Israeli Air Force. And it has what's essentially a kiosk right next to the court where it sends real-time speed, literally immediately. It tracks the ball speed, it tracks spin, it tracks trajectory, it tracks point patterns, it tracks distance that the player has run, it tracks calories burned, it tracks video replays, anything you want. It's next level tech and it gives you it right there on the spot on a kiosk. So it's pretty cool technology. And that's not to say that Novak Djokovic is out on these courts every single day training as hard as possible during the tournament. He's actually said in the past through interviews that he really uses the house as a place to relax with him and his family. He then doesn't have to worry about commuting in and out of the city. He usually has a nutritionist or a chef cook for him at the home. He's able to relax. He uses some of the technology that they have on a recovery standpoint at the house. And it's a place for him to just kind of unwind outside of the tournament. So we don't know who's going to win this tournament. Maybe it's Novak Djokovic. Maybe it's Carlos Alcaraz. Maybe it's another surprise from there on the men's side. The women's side is just as competitive. But I hope you learned something today about the money and business behind the U.S. Open. Please give me a five-star review on Apple or Spotify if you enjoyed this episode. Share it with your friends. Have a great day, and we'll talk on Friday.